Welcome to another episode of the Ignited Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, and I invite you to join in and listen to a conversation with an amazing entrepreneur who has leaned into their passion and is igniting their life and the life of others. Welcome to another episode of Ignited Entrepreneurs. Today I have with me Raj Supermeyer. He is a tech career strategist. Raj, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I am a tech career strategist. So I help people specifically in the tech space to find their dream job and become successful leaders in the industry. I've been in tech space for over 15 plus years now. I've gone through so many different roles, so many different leadership positions. And then for the past three and a half years, I have um, dedicated my uh, time in uh, helping uh, people in leadership positions, people who feel stuck in their career, people who want to find jobs to help figure out what that is and give them clarity. And that's, that's the main part of what I do. I also do a lot of speaking at uh, different types of conferences and private events for companies. In fact, as we are speaking, um, I've, I've uh, already completed my first TEDx talk, and then I'm prepping for my second one in September as well. So that is exciting. And uh, finally, I do a lot of writing. I write for uh, different large publications and tech companies as well. So that's kind of my three-pronged business, but mainly I'm a tech career strategist helping people in tech. Okay. So I'm always curious and I love to ask my guests. So like, how did you become a tech career strategist? Like what was your journey to get here? So I wanted to be a tech career strategist when I was at you know, age of six. I'm kidding. No, I've, I've, <laughs> that would be a great story. <laughs> that would be a great story, right? Like Tiger Woods, who played, you know, uh, he started playing golf in the age of three or four. It was crazy. And then he dedicated his entire life for that. But anywho, coming back to my story. So I grew up in the southern part of India from a place called Chennai, which is uh, one of the five major cities in India. And since a young age, I grew up in this family where there were a lot of smart people. For example, my dad, his entire life, he studied in scholarship. And my brother, he's a genius with three masters and a PhD. And then there I was the average kid who didn't do well in anything. I was pretty much average in everything, you name it, like academic sports, dating. I was average in everything. <laughs> So I constantly used to compare myself with other, other overachievers around me and wanted to, you know, live up to their expectations. But every time I try to do that, I ended up getting disappointed because I realized that I could never live up to people's expectations. So all this constant disappointment and then seeing other people better than me in, in, from an academic standpoint, um, I started to shut myself from the society. I was in my own shell. I developed this fear uh, of being judged. And then I had anxiety, stress. I got into depression. 
In fact, <laughs> just talking to a girl would feel as if I'm going to get a nervous breakdown. So that was kind of my life for the first uh, 19 years. And then during my second year of my undergrad, I had this trigger event where I started, I came to a realization that all this while I was living a life for other people. I was letting other people's opinions be my reality. And to please other people, I was disappointing myself again and again and again, and I was tired of it. So I said, you know what? Screw this. Screw society. I know I have the skill set. I'm going to carve my own identity and I'm going to strive for greatness. And that's when the real transformation actually happened. So then I had the trigger event. The, uh, the next thing I did was I took a paper and pen, wrote down all my fears, like fear of being judged, fear of being ignored, fear of public speaking, fear of failure. And then I wrote down different things I'm going to do to change my life. <laughs> and that simple exercise literally shifted my life from a shy introverted kid earning a minimum salary into an international keynote speaker, author, and tech career strategist. And talking about how I got into the tech career strategist, uh, strategy, business, or, or the area. So what, after I noted down all my fears, I uh, entered the IT arena, uh, started my um, uh, career as an entry-level software developer. And then over the past 15 years, I've been through so many different roles and started seeing that people really wanted help in the tech space. They, they, uh, there were a lot of people who wanted to advance their career, but they felt stuck. There were a lot of people who were lacking motivation. There are a lot of people who want to know how to figure out what their ideal career was, especially when I got into leadership positions starting 2012. And when I had a lot of direct reports, I was getting this constant feedback that Dude, you're really good. You, because of you, I was so motivated. Because of you, I was able to identify my next career option. Because of you, I was able to build my personal brand. So constantly hearing people say this, I decided, you know what? This is what I think I need to do because I have a knack to help people, especially in the tech space, to figure out their lives. And three and a half years ago, I uh, got into this work full-time and I brand myself as a strategist, not as a coach, not as a influencer or any other term, because I started thinking about it because I literally give strategies for people to advance in their careers or better, be, become better leaders. So I branded myself as a tech career strategist and it's been awesome since then. So I've helped over 50 plus clients and most of my clients are like mid to senior level folks who are either in leadership positions or want to get into leadership roles, right? And uh, that's pretty much my niche. And that's kind of my story as well. You know, one of the things that you said that I really love is that, you know, you were just doing what you enjoyed at the time, but other people started to point out for you these this other strength of this other superpower that you kind of had and how you were inspiring them. And I love that you picked up on that and realized that that really is your gift. And you figured out a way to take that and run with it, right? Yeah. So funny story is uh, immediately after seeing this, your listeners may think that, wow, 
he merely got his calling and then started pursuing it. Now, it didn't start that way. I knew that I had some skill and I started off giving technical workshops for people on coding, coding and, you know, uh, that's how I started my business. But after the first eight months of doing, doing it, I didn't get any joy. That's when I had to retrospect, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then I started, you know, recognizing all the things my employees, my direct reports were saying about me. So I had to pivot from a training workshop business into a coaching business. So I uh, then shifted my uh, mindset and my business model and then got into this. And this is what has been really helping people and also giving me joy. So the summary of what I'm trying to say here is um, sometimes you may not get your, maybe your first business idea may not be the best idea, but instead of giving up on it, you probably want to analyze and see how you're doing, what are the results, how do you feel about it, do you enjoy doing it, ask, ask yourself those kind of questions, and then go deep into what your skill sets are, what your strengths are, and then pivot. And once you keep pivoting, eventually you'll land up in an area where you feel more fulfilled in your life, and that's probably what you want to continue pursuing. And who knows, after four years, I may change my line differently. But the point is, you just have to be open to new ideas and you have to analyze and try to pivot and keep, you know, pursuing your dreams. Yeah, I love that there's like a self analysis that kind of goes with what you're talking about. And then you just kind of make like these little tweaks. It's like, okay, let's just tweak this a little. Let's tweak this a little. And I love that that, you know, that that's your methodology. And I'm guessing that that's probably also how you help your clients, right? As you teach them these, these techniques to look at what, you know, you, you keep saying joy, which is so totally my word. So I love that you're saying that, but what it is, it truly fulfills them and then just tweaking it a little bit. So is that how you also work with your clients to help them figure out like the right career and the right path for them? Yeah, that's a great question and something worth, uh, you know, discussing because when clients actually come to me they are they usually in one of these categories where they feel anxious about their job security or they feel stuck in their career or they've been laid off or they have all the skills that it takes to get to the next level but they have the fear of the unknowns and those are the four personas of people who usually come to me and kind of like what you were saying. So I start with the mindset because this is the thing. There's this uh, phrase, right, where I think it goes like this. You, you can take the pond to the water, but you cannot make it or you could take the horse to a pond, but you cannot make it drink. So it's the exact same thing. So if you're not open to change, if you're not ready to get uncomfortable, then change never happens. And that's that's the first thing I try to make my clients realize because they are comfortable in whatever current situation they are in and they're afraid to take the next step because they don't know what to expect. But if COVID has started one thing, there's no security on this earth. There's only opportunity because people who are working 
in companies for four months and people who worked in the same company for 20 years both got laid off in a second. It didn't matter. That's why when people think, oh man, I have a secure job, there's nothing called security. It's only opportunity. So you just have to think about, okay, what is the next best thing for me at this instant of time, which will give me happiness, joy, and of course, decent amount of money as well, because you know you can support your family. So that's what you need to think about. So just to summarize, it starts with the mindset shift. You really need to shift your mindset from a place of scarcity to abundance, because this is the thing. And I tell this to people so often where if you think you're worth only $50,000, then the way you react, the way you show up, the way you do things is going to reflect a person who earns 20, uh, say uh, $50,000. But if you think you're worth $200,000, then the way you show up, the way you react, the way you do things is going to reflect a person who earns $200,000. And it starts with the mindset shift starts with um, getting uncomfortable because there's a beauty in getting uncomfortable to be comfortable. And that's what I tell people. You need to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. At least change never happens. So that's where we usually start. And then we, I have a set of exercises and I do a profile analysis to figure out where, what stage they are in, in their career and what they really want to focus on. Because a lot of people, they say they want to become a sales consultant or a marketing director just because other people around them said they have to be a marketing director. But then I put them through some exercises to figure out whether that is, is that actually the job they want? Or is there another thing we need to focus on? So those are some things we work on as well. You know, I love what you're saying. And it's kind of taking me back to your original story about how you were trying to live up to your father and your brother and you were miserable. And the minute that you actually released yourself from that and started thinking about what made you happy and what made you actually like what you were good at and where you could excel that was the moment of like a mindset shift for you and i love that you're now taking that and transferring it and using it with your uh, clients as well to do the same thing is that shift is like am i worth fifty thousand or am i worth two hundred thousand right yeah and that and I slowly right started, there releases people right yeah and i slowly started noticing there's a pattern in terms of the people i help they seem to resemble the past me so I usually help the underdogs, people who have been shunned from society or people who've been taught that they don't have the skill set or people who have these limiting beliefs. Those are the folks, those are pretty much 95% of my clients who are pretty much the past Raj. And then I take them through my story and let them know you don't have to be that way. Change is around the corner if you let it happen. And I can tell you how we can make that happen if you just trust in me and then start doing some of the things to figure out where you want to go in life, right? And when you do that, then people start uh, seeing the small, small steps leading to different results. And then they start believing in themselves. Because this is the thing. We live in this world where... Everyone wants results immediately, but they don't want to do the work. We live in the Instagram and TikTok world where in 30 seconds, 
30 seconds they see this influencer with their, with their Ferrari, with their, with their mansion. And then people think that is what is life. And they want to immediately, you know, be like that person. But they don't know the background story about it took them 20 years to get there. Or they're living a false persona for social media and they're $200,000 in debt. So no one knows that. That's why you really need to analyze yourself first thing, whether what you see is true. And the next thing is you need to believe in the power of delayed gratification, where you show up every day, have a positive mindset and do the work. And of course, analyze your results periodically. And once you keep doing that repetitively, then you are going to eventually see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because I don't know whether, to, whether I told you this, in 2008, I came, so I came in August 2008 to the United States and, for, and September 7th, 2008, the recession started and getting jobs was really, really hard. And from the beginning of 2009 till the end of 2009, I applied for 1,293 jobs, one, two, nine, three jobs. People thought I was crazy. Yes, I was. But for me, I kept doing the work, kept showing up, kept showing up. And then eventually I got one job out of it. And that too, it was not a full-time job, but it was an internship. But then I worked my ass off for six months to prove to people that I could do the job and the rest is history. And now I'm standing here, you know, talking with you and my life changed. The reason I'm telling the story is you should don't give up. Things can be hard. You're going to face obstacles. Life is like a tennis ball. That's what I tell people. The lower you go, it's going to bounce back. And that's what it's about. So you just have to be patient and believe in the power of delayed gratification. So, okay. So I'm curious though, like, so why do you think people actually stay where they are? Like, why do you think they get stuck and think that they don't have options? I think there are a couple of reasons, uh, some of which I kind of touched upon. One is the fear of the unknowns. They don't know what to expect next. How it, is it going to be a positive step in their life or is it going to be something which is going to negatively impact them, right? So they're scared to make the change because they're comfortable in their current cushy job. They are scared to take the next step. That is the first reason I think why people are afraid to make a change. The second thing is, they're confused on what their next path should be. What is their next career path? Um, because there's so many different options and they don't have a way to get clarity on what their next step should be. And that's why if like a lot of you listening or watching, if you are in the current situation where you don't have clarity on where to go next, here's a simple actionable item I'm going to give you which is going to make a huge difference in your life. It's called the mind dump exercise. And it's really simple. Take a paper and pen and put a, a vertical line through the middle of the paper. On the left side of the paper in the left column, write down things you love to do and you like to do. And then on the right side of the paper, write down things you hate to do and you don't want to do. Do this in an uninterrupted manner, like for 30, hour, 30 minutes to an hour. No Facebook, Facebooking, no instant messaging. Just focus and let your mind flow. And you'll be surprised how all the things which is logged up in your mind, when you put it 
visually on paper, you can start seeing patterns. So for example, if you like um, creativity, if you like collaboration, if you hate processes, if you don't like to be micromanaged, maybe working at a startup company uh, could be something which is some which would be something which aligns with your strengths right and say you like technical stuff you like programming then being a software developer at a startup company is something you want to do so similarly you can find different patterns okay and based on your strengths identify i would say five to six career options which matches your strengths and then rank them from one to six and then focus on the top three career options first and focus on that for the first one month, analyze the results and see what's happening. And that is how you get clarity. And it's so simple and super effective because to get really simple and basic here, think of it like Google Maps, using Google Maps. Say you have Google Maps open and you don't put the destination address. You cannot complain that you didn't reach that particular destination. And then you cannot complain that Google Maps is not working properly. And that's how our careers are. <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, if you don't have clarity on what career options you need to focus on, there's no use putting so much effort in having millions of resumes, having this beautiful cover letters and stuff when you don't have any idea on what your next job should be. And that's where the mind up exercise is going to help you. So just to, you know, Come back to the question, just to summarize, there are two things why I think people do not make the shift. One is because of their limiting beliefs and the fear of the unknowns. And the second thing is the lack of clarity. They don't know how to go to the next level, but I, now I gave you an actionable item uh, on how you could do it. And of course you can download those templates and stuff from my book or my website, but that is something you could start with as well. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, speaking of downloading off of your website, you have um, a free document that you give to people on effective leadership traits, correct? Yeah. So there are a couple of freebies um, on my website. One is on different ways to stay productive and then uh, five ways to become an effective leader. So yeah, you can download those white paper uh, from my website for sure. And also, so that's on my my personal website, which is rajsubra.com. And also, if you want to, you know, check out the contents of a book, uh, there's another website website called Skyrocket Your Career, which is the name of my book, skyrocketyourcareerbook.com. That's the name of the website where people can download the first chapter for free and just check it out if that's their jam. But yeah, there are free resources on both the websites related to leadership, productivity, and career advancement. Wonderful. So one of the things that we were talking about or that I noticed on your website is that you talk about building a personal brand. And I find this really interesting because I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, we know that that's something that we have to do. But when you're an employee and you're working through, you know, trying to build your career, I don't know that that's something that people think about. So I love that like, can you share more about why you feel that that's important for people to do? I think the way work is done has changed drastically in the past four or five years. Before it was all about, okay, do you have a master's degree or do you have an undergrad degree or are you specialized in something? That's what people are talking about. 
But as technology has advanced and so many different things coming along from a technology perspective, from, from work culture perspective, from a process perspective, I think the, the characteristics of a good candidate and a good job has changed because it's now all about being jack of all trades and master of none. That's the name of the game where you need to know basics of a lot of things so that you can adapt in this fast growing technology, technological uh, world, which we live in currently. And for that, you need to build your personal brand. And before no one was talking about it because it was all about specialization. But right now in the post-COVID era, your personal brand is the number one thing which is going to set you apart from your competition. So this is the thing for, for every job you're applying, there are thousands of other people applying for the same job. Why do they have to choose you compared to other people? That's where your personal brand comes into the picture. And when I say personal brand, it's uh, different facets of you, which would include your social media footprint on LinkedIn if you are in the tech space. Um, and even if you're an entrepreneur, the LinkedIn is where people hang out, right? Of course, if you're into more creative stuff, then you could use Instagram or Facebook, whatever that social media platform is. But you really need to build a social media footprint. Because if people are going to come to you, the first thing they're going to do is look at your social media profile and see what, what you've been up to. The second thing is continuous learning. Say, for example, um, there are two people applying for the same job of, uh, say, software developer, and both have the exact same qualification. But if one person has shown proactiveness by taking extra courses related to communication, leadership, apart from just his degree or his education, then that particular person is going to uh, have an edge over the other person. That's why taking extra courses, we have different uh, websites like Coursera, Khan Academy, uh, LinkedIn Learning. You have so many ways to take extra courses. So that is something you need to do. The third thing, related to your personal brand would be start attending conferences and uh, meet and connect with people. Because when you connect with other people at conferences, you're going to find newer opportunities and you are going to find different things which are going to be really helpful for you for your next career path. For example, my last four or five jobs were just from LinkedIn and from conferences. And I haven't submitted a single resume in nine years. And it was just because I'm a, of my LinkedIn profile and my conference conference and networking that I was able to get those opportunities, right? So attending conferences, the networking with people, that is, that is really key for your personal brand. And finally, I would say having some clarity, some vision on where you want to go and then take calculated and strategic approach in your career, but those are the things I would say, which kind of ties into your personal brand. You could start also blogging, say you're using LinkedIn. Literally, you could just write two paragraphs on some subject and then post a LinkedIn article. That itself is something extra, which a lot, a lot of people are doing, right? So think about those ways to stand out from the crowd. And just to give your listeners some context, think of it like your favorite body wash favorite brand of body wash. 
say for example you're buying a, a particular brand of body wash for eight years and there are different reasons for buying that brand of body wash it's it may be because of the color it may be because of the fragrance it may be because of the packaging it may be because of the cost it may be because of how durable it is when you actually drop it in your bathtub and it doesn't split open so there are multiple facets of the body wash which is making you buy it for the past eight, eight years <clears throat> their careers are the same way it's different facets of you which is going to help build your personal brand and that's why i i believe and I've seen this happening as well. The, your personal brand is going to be the number one thing, which is going to set you miles apart from your competition and make people notice you. By building a personal brand, proactively opportunities start coming to you instead of reacting to things where you need to go figure stuff out. So that is something to really think about. Yeah, that's amazing. It actually reminds me of a quote by Jim Rohn. And he says, work harder on yourself than you do your job. And that yep. has always, I heard that so many years ago and I've totally always thought that, right? It's like, I need to be a person of value when I show up to an interview or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's more about who I am as a person and what I can, you know, do for the company based on what I've become. And it's funny, yeah. it's something that I've always thought of. So I love that, you know, that you're, you know, focusing on that as well and, and realize, making people realize just how important that is. And like you say, especially now with social media, I mean, yeah, if I find somebody new in my industry, the first thing I do is I go Google them and I find out more about exactly. them, right? I want to see what they're up to. Yeah, totally. So, And you know what? All the information on LinkedIn, especially, are indexed by Google. Every word you put on your LinkedIn profile is indexed by Google and it's rich SEO information, search engine optimization information so if you are looking for your next job make sure you fill your profile with the keywords related to your next dream job because what recruiters do is they use this ai based software and they enter different keywords like um say for example you're looking for a software developer they would enter keywords like programming collaboration theme player python java uh, you know, all these programming language names as well. And if you have those keywords on your LinkedIn profile, you are going to get screened by the software and you are going to show up. That's why it's so important to make sure you have an updated LinkedIn profile filled with the keywords of the next job you want. And it's rich uh, SEO information and indexed by Google. That's why it's so, so important uh, you know, to have a social media footprint. It starts with your profile and also uh, continues with engaging with other people's posts and posting uh, frequently and, you know, building your network on social media. That is so cool. That is why when I Google somebody, their LinkedIn profile is one of the first things that shows exactly. up. Exactly. Oh, that is so cool. That's awesome. Thank you for that. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to think think about how I how I put my posts out on uh, LinkedIn now. <laughs> I know. Um, another thing that you, another thing you mentioned is LinkedIn learning. I just recently discovered this and it is amazing. The topics that are available there are incredible. Plus when you finish a course, you can actually have it post to your profile. So people can actually see the that you're taking and they can get a feel for what you're interested in, what you're pursuing. And I think now I know that that's 
you know, actually potentially showing up on Google too. Like that's, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. That's why LinkedIn is a place to be folks. Uh, you really need to be on LinkedIn, especially if you're entrepreneurs, uh, if you're in the tech space, even in the non-tech space, still, uh, if, if you're in a, if you're in a place where you're helping people, you're building your own business, uh, you want to find your next job, uh, LinkedIn is a place you really need to be. That's where people hang out. That's where your next job is going to be. And you need to start you know, using that as a tool to get to the next level. Oh, you know, there's a guy, Evan Carmichael. Are you familiar with him? Yes, I am. Okay. So one of the things that I, I read his book and one of the things that he talks about is when you want to get somebody's attention, like for him, because he does those top tens for all the different people, he needs to get permission to do that. So he needs somebody from their team to connect with him. So what he does is he figures out where a person is, potential mentor, or say, you know, there's a particular company that somebody wants to work for. You go and you find them on social media and you begin to engage with them. And the more that you start to show up, the more you start to get noticed. And that's how he ended up um, connecting with a lot of people in the beginning. And I thought that was really brilliant too. Yeah. So what happens is when you engage with other people's posts, it it's visible to all the people who follow the other person, the post you engage with. And then you can funnel everyone into your profile if you give value and have meaningful conversations. And that's how, you know, you, you build your visibility. That's why offering value is really, really important because people are smart enough to understand who is trolling, who just are there for, uh, for some means. And, you know, they just want to get something from you. They know they can identify you. That's why the best way to start building a social media profile is offering value. Say, for example, you are in sales, offer some sales tips, like one line sales tip post. Or if they or connect with others, well-known salespeople, and then add value through their comments. And then slowly people start recognizing you, you become visible, then you increase your followers as well. And that is how you start slowly building your brand. Then people start trusting you because they know that you're credible because you offer value. And then if you you're if they trust you, then they're gonna come to you. And if they come to you, then opportunities start opening up for whatever you want to do in life. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing how, you know, easy it can be when you have a plan, when you know what it is that you're trying to achieve, right? So, so I have another question. This kind of just came up when we were talking. So, you sound like you're like me. Like I've had a lot of different jobs and that has allowed me to move up quickly. Uh, you know, taking the skills that I learn and then moving on to another place where I can take that you almost always get paid more higher position. So from your point of view and dealing with people, do you feel like leaving the company to move on to another position versus staying and trying to be promoted? What do you typically kind of help people or is it so totally dependent on the company that the questions are relevant? It is a Interesting question because I think it's a, it ba it's a case by case basis. You cannot clearly say uh, leaving a company 
would increase your salary, or you cannot clearly say that staying in a company would increase your salary. But st still, there are some pros and cons in both ways, right? So, for example, when you leave the company, 100%, you can increase your salary. I'm not saying you can increase your salary by 100%, but you have... It's, you, you, you are 100% sure of increasing your salary. That is true. That that definitely happens. That's how I've exponentially increased my salary by over 150% throughout my life. And my clients have increased their salary by 400% because when you actually go to a new company, you can make, you're starting a new chapter. You don't have to stick to your old salary and the old uh, range uh, of uh of uh, whatever bonuses or whatever monetary benefits you are getting. Instead, you can start new, start new negotiations, and then uh, talk about your present worth and how you bring value to the company. And then you can negotiate and increase your salary. So that is 100% true. But sometimes I think people make that mistake where they keep hopping between jobs every four months, every six months. That shows really bad on your profile because it, they don't know whether they could trust you enough to put uh, put in all the training on you and then just to see you go to another company. So I think there's a fine balance between moving to another company and sticking with the same company. I would highly suggest uh, based on which stage in your career you are, then it'll be much easier to make the de decision. So for example, if you're in the beginning stage of your career, you really need to learn a lot of things. I would advise if it's your first job, at least stay there for two years, learn how corporate environment works, digest all that information, learn new skills, interact with people, collaborate with people. I would say early on in your career, it's good to stay in the same company because it's a good base. But then as you get into mid to senior level positions, then you can start moving different moving between different companies and also within four or five months you cannot really judge a company i think it at least takes a year to really understand the culture and where they're heading so to answer your question so there's no clear cut diff, you know clear cut way of saying that okay finding a new job or, or moving to a new job is the best thing to do but it, you it's just it's case by case basis but uh, I would suggest that if you're early on in your career, stay with the same company to build that reputation and credibility. And then mid to senior, mid to uh, senior stage of your career, then you could decide on, you know, moving between different companies. It all boils down to whether you like your job and how much you're getting paid, right? And also you can use websites like Glassdoor um, to figure out whether you're getting paid the salary you're worth, right? And if you're getting that from the your current existing company, then there's no reason to change that. So strategically think about stuff before making decisions, whether to stick to a same company or move to another company. That's what I would say. Awesome. Thank you. So now if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they get in touch with you? What kind of programs are you offering? And how would they find you? So the best way to connect with me is yeah dm me on linkedin because i live on linkedin make sure you follow me there because i also have content on a daily basis which i share on different topics but yeah they can uh schedule a call uh with me 
to figure out whether I'll be a good match for them and vice versa. And they could decide whether they'll be a good match for me. So we start with an intro 30 minute call, right? And you can find the link on my LinkedIn profile or on my website as well, which is radsubra.com. And then I try to figure out how best I could support you. And if I'm not able to support you, I, I always refer you to other entrepreneurial friends I have who work on different things. But if I feel that I can support you, then I'll let you know um, what what plan would work for you. So typically I do a three month, six month and a one year plan where I pretty much build a whole strategy in terms of, okay, what are we going to do in the six months? What are the different areas we're going to work on based on the help you need? And literally I do a mind map of different things we're going to work on. I'm very strategic. So people know at any point of time why they're doing what they're doing. So that is the typical thing, the three months, six months, and one year plan. I do also have group coaching programs, but I do only two to three group coaching programs throughout the year. And I take in only five, seven to 10 people max, because I feel if a group goes bigger than 10 people, it's really hard to give that attention they actually deserve. So, uh, and all those programs and all those information can be found on my website. And I very selective on who I pick because uh, I want to make sure, uh, you know, I'm able to help them and they're ready for change. Remember I was saying, if they're not ready for change, then you can, whatever I do is not going to work for them. So that's how you can work with me where the set up a call with me through my website or DM me on LinkedIn. I'll send you the link or it's on my LinkedIn profile. And then we go from there and uh, we could figure out how best I could support you. Wonderful. And you're also an author. So you have a book called Skyrocket Your Career, right? So that's another way that people could get a bit of a taste of what it is that you, um, how you help people. And they can find that on Amazon and from your website as well. Exactly. Yeah. So the book is called Skyrocket Your Career. And the subtitle is The No Bullshit Approach to find your dream job, be successful in it, and transform into a rock star. So the book covers the entire job life cycle, which is starting from how to strategically apply for jobs. Then I cover uh, interview techniques, salary negotiation. And then once you get a job, how to be successful in it. And then once you're successful in it, how to exponentially increase your growth, right? So I covered the whole spectrum of it. And yeah, as you said, you can go to skyrocketyourcareerbook.com where you'll find links where you can buy the book. Or the easiest is just you could go to Amazon and uh, order the book as well. And it's only 99 pages because I believe in giving actionable strategies which people can immediately implement in their lives, right? And there's very less fluff and a lot of uh, worksheets, uh, useful resources, exercises like the mind dump exercise and those things uh, are present in the book as well but yeah that's how they could get the book and remember again uh, if you go to the book website you can download the first chapter for free so you yourself can figure out you know whether it's the right book for you and also if you get the book looking at the strategies then you're going to figure out you know, different ways I could help you as well, right? So you you are definitely going to get a lot of insights about me when you read the book. 
Awesome. Okay, before I let you go, uh, I know we've been talking for quite a while, but I have one more question for you. I ask all my guests, if you could give somebody who's ready to take their business to the next level, one piece of advice, what would you suggest? Or in your case, let's call it your career. If you were to take your career to the next level, what would you suggest? I would say have an open mind. I think that's what has helped me transition into so many different types of roles in the past 15 plus years in the tech space. You really need to have an open mind for change, open mind to learn new things, even if it's not directly related to your current job, because you'll never know how it's going to help you in the future. So having an open mind really, really helps you adapt to any situation and find those opportunities which which can take you to the next level in your career as well. I like your style. I like that you're, you're it's logical, they're strategic. It's not bunch of woo-woo. I love it. <laughs> You're speaking my language. <laughs> I hate that shit. So it's all about strategy. I think I believe life is a strategy. Yes, not every strategy works, but you actually can learn from it, right? And that's why mm-hmm. you never go blindly into anything. You you know, think about, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, how am I going to do it? Let's have a plan. Let's have a freaking deadline. That's what a lot of people don't do. If you don't have a deadline, nothing happens, right? You know that as well. So what I do is not rocket science, but the point is people do not stress on these basic things and then they, you know, complicate things. I really like to make things simple, but I hate all this complicated freaking jargons and, you know, just stick to the basics, be simple, let the other person understand what you're trying to say. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's why actually in the tech space, I'm decently well known for simplifying things, right? Because I give tax on artificial intelligence and then I simplify that as well. I believe yeah. when you teach people as if you're, you know, you're teaching your kid with no judgment, what would you do, right? You would probably simplify stuff as much as mm-hmm. possible. And that's what I try to do and give, giving analogies, then giving st- mm-hmm. actual tips which people can follow. That's what I believe in, right? And uh, and when I said my book is called The No Bullshit Approach to Find Your Dream Job, I literally meant that because it's 99 pages of just strategies. I, I hate books which are like 450 pages, which could have actually been within like 80 pages. You see what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> People yes. do not have time. <laughs> we live in this Instagram, yep. TikTok world. People's retention span is like a squirrel, you, you know? Yep. So you really need to know who you're talking to in terms of your audience so you know uh, that's yeah. why you want to give actual stuff but yeah again as i was saying uh thank you so much for having me it uh it was a pleasure beautiful i love it oh my goodness raj this was great thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate your time and you know i personally got a lot out of uh, your our conversation tonight so thank you so much Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here and at least, you know, share some useful tips to your audience. And hopefully, you know, even if one of them uh, helps, even one of the people listening or watching, uh, you know, I think that would make my day. So I appreciate giving me that opportunity. Mm -hmm.